0: You've tuned into the RU Screening Podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello everybody and w- <laughs> oh, yeah. welcome to the RU Screening Podcast. I'm your host, ruscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, we're not going to do Prey, because Shane didn't watch it I, all. I failed. Uh, although, I don't know, I I could cover that movie pretty quickly. But anyway, it's yeah, Bullet different. Train week, and uh, and man, is it a weird movie. Uh, and we're also going to do Luck. It's on uh, yeah. Apple+. Plus. Uh, which, you know, was a little bit of a letdown for me, I I have to admit, but, um, but before we get into the movies, um, it it is, uh, as I've been talking about for months, right? We are in the, yeah, this is the lull. We are in the prime of the lull and, uh, conveniently, there'll be new TV before long, uh, like, you know, more regular TV, because now there is no, you know, it used to be fall and there was new TV. Now there's new TV like all year round. But, uh, but like, you know, like the big networks will have their new TV. Plus there's other streaming new TV coming because you're going to need something because you're, you've got like from now until about mid to late October, before anything right. really big comes out now some as I've said before uh, some things come out that are pretty interesting uh, s- some things come out that are cool and I think will be good movies but no big, uh, nothing big massive you know things nothing to really like pull people into the theaters which is the craziest thing ever and especially right now you would think somebody would shift something yeah uh, right I mean people have things in the can and people have things like even, you know, something like black Adam, which is uh right. next kind of big thing coming. Right. Uh, you know, you could bump that up a couple weeks sure. because what you're waiting for award season yeah. for black Adam. <laughs> I mean, does it matter? Right. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, but before we get to movies, movies, right? I want to talk, uh, real quickly about a couple things just because, I'm going to throw some stuff out, right? Yeah. Uh, About TV. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about, which is just my gripe. And, uh, you know, it's my platform. And I'll
1: say crap I'm pissed
0: about. Right. Uh, Better Call Saul is pissing me the hell off. (laughs) I got no horse in this race. You go. Go nuts. Uh, The last, you know, the the show has had uh, this big thing. Uh, when it came down to, I don't know, the last six or seven episodes or whatever, yeah, basically they're wrapping up the series and they got to this point where suddenly it was like, here's like this kind of next little chapter of like six episodes. And really the show ended because the time stream that we're in for the show basically like came to an end. Right. Right. And, um, and then we jump to, uh, you know, the, the show started this whole thing with a kind of what happens after Breaking Bad. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, we went back and then showed the whole series right. and, you know, whatever. Yeah. This whole, like, jumping around. And so it's like this show sort of ended Several episodes ago, yeah, uh, because that, like I said, that timeline ended. And then we jump to, uh, now we're watching Saul post Breaking Bad, yeah, and mixed in with that is a little bit of uh, kind of a concurrent thing, right? And like Aaron Paul's been in like the last two episodes, yeah, and right. you know stuff like that, whatever. And we see little bits of when he first met them and yada, yada. And, uh, and the rest of it though, which is in black and white for no reason, (laughs) except that, I mean, it's like they could just have like a little flashing red (laughs) dot.
1: Yeah. In in the right right. and go,
0: it's, (coughs) this is the different time. Yeah. So now, you know, but no, they have it in black and white. It's, uh, noir. It's a super, whatever. I don't know. It's a very weird thing. But um, but now we're like post Breaking Bad, so we've gone through uh, the total craziness that ends the series is right. time or whatever. Uh, and you know, it wasn't horrible. I feel like it was a little bit kind of like I don't know, end things, but the right people have to still be alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> whatever Saul has to survive, and you know, whatever. But now this these last six, they're like, oh, the last six episodes has been this you know huge thing. And now I think we've only got like two left. And they have been getting progressively worse oh, really? and worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. And like by the time, by the time the last, and not only that, but like slow and nonsensical. And there's really, uh, like this last episode was really the worst. But even before that, you know, there's like 15 minutes a show, but we just watch it happen for yeah. ever. Right. And it's slow and it's crazy. <laughs> and it's really like, uh, it's almost like anti-TV in, yeah. in, in the weirdest way. It's, it's almost like uh, there are parts of it where, you know, in TV land or movie land or, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, you see like the guy get up in the morning and grab all his stuff. And go and like open the door. Right. And then the next thing you see is he's at his office. Right. 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 But instead of that, <laughs> we do the we're drive. Just like watch him drive <laughs> to the office. Right. <laughs> we're just in the right. car with him as he yep. tools along. Like, what is this? And, right. And it's just uh, like by the time we get to the last episode, he's just like sitting there reading a paper or something for like 40 minutes. Right. And we just watch it happen. It's, I don't know. It is. That's funny. It's bonkers, and it does nothing, and it doesn't end up with any point. And it, I mean, who cares, right? It's so weird,
1: subversive
0: TV. Yeah, it's it's uh, bonkers, I, I and nothing. and it's funny because I just uh, I just saw this thing. Uh, I I want to say it was in Variety. I'm not sure, but they're talking to uh, you know the creators of uh, of the show, and they're yeah. like, they're not planning any more Breaking Bad spinoffs. I'm like, you
1: think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing better to watch than to see somebody, you know, walk to their car, drop their keys, pick them up, get in the yeah. car, fumble with the radio, check their teeth, yeah, back up, forget they're in reverse. You know, this is exciting. Right. This sounds uh, yeah, and must it, see TV. And
0: it's got this whole thing with um, so you know he's they're on the he's on the run, right. basically. You know, whatever. Um, it's like. You, you know, post-Breaking Bad, you have to, like, remember Breaking Bad, right. too, and, and what happens and everything. But he's, like, on the run, and then he comes up with this thing. He gets, like, sort of found, and he, he finds this other guy, and and then he comes up with this whole scam, right, to, uh, to kind of, like, rob this shopping mall where he works at the Cinnabon, and he doesn't really want to do it. He's, like, doing it because... Like this guy found him out, yeah, and whatever, and it's you know it's a whole convoluted thing, but he comes up with this scam to uh, be able to get this other guy like involved in things, yeah, and uh, and uh, it's like so it's we find out an exact timeline a little bit into it because it's like six years after he's seen Kim, right. whatever, so but anyway. And it's the most convoluted, bonkers, nonsensical scheme that I guess has like a theory where it sort of works and it's like, it's like cuckoo and that's fun to watch or right. whatever. But there's like so much effort involved in this scam that it's like, <laughs> yeah, you could have just done something legal and put that much effort into it and had more money yeah like it's so weird like he could have just come up with some (laughs) legal bullshit way to make money yeah and have he's got like these two guys working with him on it and and i'm like you know the three of you could have just done something legal for that much effort yeah it's so weird. weird anyway i don't know the whole show is goofy but um
1: uh, so that's my Maybe soapbox. They gripe. Maybe they paste it wrong. Maybe they're like, "You got twenty-two episodes, and they just accidentally figured it out in 16. They're like, "Oh man, right? We got a filler." I don't know, man. It's like uh,
0: it's like The Walking Dead at this point, right? Like yeah. every new, every next season of The Walking Dead or any Walking Dead spinoffs. There are it's, many. It's yeah. like The Walking Dead's whole theory now somehow, yeah. which is so weird because you go back and start watching that show again. And it's not like that at all, right? Yeah. But now, uh, the last seasons of The Walking Dead, you know, there's like four episodes worth of stuff, and I mean, I say this all the time, but yeah. there's like four episodes worth of stuff, and they go, you have to do 10 episodes, and they're like, okay, well, some people will just sit and stare at each other for right. a lot of it, and right. you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll pretend there's some babbling to do and whatnot. <laughs> all right, that's enough for that. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, The Sandman is out on yeah. Netflix,
1: and so you haven't watched it. No, I don't know what I'm waiting for. But at all? Or I haven't watched any it of? at all. Okay. Which is funny because most of my friends know me as a huge Sandman fan. Right. And the ones that have gotten in touch have been like, so what did you think? And I'm, you know, I haven't seen it yet. And they're like, of course you haven't. Like, right. what are you doing? Why, why would you? Know? you? So, it's been um, a busy
0: week. We'll probably talk about this some more next week. because yeah. uh, I am going to watch it. It's then. really awesome, except there are parts of it that I... Hate, yeah. So, so take that. There you go. Um, but we are in like a weird position to talk about it, as we are, you know, often for things because you know the source material really yeah. well and yeah. are a big fan of it. Yeah. And I like started reading it at one point. Don't entirely remember where or why I stopped. And I like yeah. I remember I liked it, but I didn't get through that God. much of it yeah. or whatever but i know i read you know f- a fair amount yeah. i know that i i read enough that i really liked it but i'm watching it and and it's not very long before i start going is that yeah new to this right. is that really in it which so i don't have any idea right. exactly how true you know to the source material it is but but it's a really great show. It's like crushing on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's doing which really good, which you had to expect, I guess. Um, There are some parts that I kind of can't stand. And I guess from talking to you, they are pretty much the way things happen. I,
1: yeah.
0: Um, But they are so weird. And yeah. some of them seemingly meaningless in the end. Like, then you know, so there's there's I think it's like the fifth episode where it's um y- you know, the guy's in the diner. Yeah. And and the whole and, and he you know, tears these people in the diner apart. Right. Basically. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and like I mean, I don't wanna spoil anything, but <laughs> but I mean I they all it. end up uh dead or with their and lives ruined yeah, right. and you know whatever the heck goes on it's all madness yeah in just we're just all trapped in this diner with the guy with the magic ruby right um and, and I and I I hated that episode yeah. like it's just, it was just so weird and then you go like several episodes later and now you're wherever you are in yeah. the story right and you think back and you go what the hell did I need that for like <laughs> Like, what did that really do for me, right? And I really thought, and you know, this I guess this must be how it happens. Um, but when his mom gives him the amulet of protection, I was like, Oh, piss off, right? That, that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm like, What is that? Yeah, but it that for me, which I think is a really weird Neil Gaiman thing, yeah, because I do not expect it from right. him, right. That is like a moment where it's like, I need to get over here and, and I have do. to make it happen yeah. somehow. And right. so this is how I'm making it happen. And yeah. I'm like, whatever. ever <laughs> I, I just, I, you know, that like launched me out of, yeah, out, out of watching it so hard. And I was, you know, like the first two episodes I thought were awesome.
1: Uh, I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, what? You texted me up until the diner. You are like, "I uh, mean, this is amazingly uh, right, great. Right. Like, it's really strong." So,
0: and uh, and then it does after the diner thing happens. Then I think it really picks up again too. Yeah, and it gets a lot better. And by the time you get to the end, it's really great. And it has the part like I think I mentioned to you, the part with the guy who he he meets every hundred years. Oh, yeah, Hob. I yeah. thought that was great. Yeah, uh, I I wish. I'm that's pretty much like one whole episode I think is mostly devoted just to that. And I'm like, this could be two episodes. Yeah. Right. Just keep going. We could have more to see this there. Uh, you know, the things when they meet, there could be more of it going on or, you know, whatever. I'm like, Oh, that was like so cool. And, and it's such a crazy cool idea to like explore. And I'm like, yeah. And like, maybe let's explore it a right. little bit more but you know <laughs> yeah. like i said who knows how much happens in the real thing and right. so maybe that's all there is and they don't want to make up a bunch Hubs more pubs an or, interesting you, character, character in the series. series yeah but uh but it, it, it that was really cool oh that's cool anyway um so the show's really cool and uh, you went at through some it. You point finished it, you'll right? watch it yeah I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah.
1: is it 10 episodes yeah it, okay
0: yeah and uh so at some later point when you see it, we'll talk it about It won't be that long. I
1: mean, and it's funny. It's, this is one of those things. This is like if they had filmed, it, you know, I don't know, some book that I've read. Like, I, right. you can't spoil this. Like, I don't have a need to watch it for fear of it being spoiled because right, I already right, know how this right. ends. I know how, I mean, I know it's not getting to the end. It's the first, you know, arc of the story. But, man, what a just busy week. Yeah, yeah. So I want to get to it, but I know it's in the back waiting and that actually is a good feeling.
0: Yeah. But you gotta watch it, but also it's Sandman and it's Neil Gaiman. So it is one right. of those things where, you know, you don't want to recommend it to right absolutely everyone because right. they'll watch it and think you're a lunatic. <laughs> absolutely. People, right? But you're like some sort of hedonist. <laughs> anyway, uh all right. So uh first
1: we'll do luck. Um Because that will probably be pretty quick. This is a quick dumb aside, too. Somebody the other day asked me real briefly what my favorite pirate film was. And I didn't even think. I just blurted out Yellowbeard. And they'd never heard of it. And I got a single message from them. And they were like, interesting movie. (laughs) And I thought, I might have lost that friendship. I don't know. (laughs) Because I think they were thinking Pirates of the Caribbean or some... You know, I was going to say some or some thing. old or some time, easy, like old time pirate thing. one and yeah. i just so you know you got to be careful what you recommend to right. people that's what it that's recent in my mind so yeah. Yellowbeard. Yeah. Yellow cutthroat right. island cutthroat right. <laughs> right that's your right that's your favorite uh, all right luck uh, all right luck <laughs> yeah, yeah. so
0: this. Uh, this is on apple plus um, it's animated it's um, a, a girl finds her way into the realm of luck yeah. There's a uh, more or less interesting motivational story to it that yeah. gets her there. Yeah. That is her excuse because uh, she grew up in a like, uh, foster home place and uh, uh, never did get adopted. Now there's this other younger girl. She wants to get her a lucky yeah. penny the whole, and hilarity ensues right. because the cat. The magic cat loses his petty, whatever. <laughs> this right. Is great. I love this we end show. up in the in the realm of luck. Right. And then basically it's um you know, it's like a heist movie. <laughs> right. It is. It's, it actually is. Yeah. It's like it's like, basically a, it's a like heist kind film. of a caper. Yeah, it's
1: a it's a mad Keystone yeah. cops kinda of heist film. Right. It, Absolutely. And uh
0: and and it's John Lasseter. It's like his... uh, This is his big return, right? It's like his post-Pixar, you know, big thing. Um, Which, uh, you know, the only thing I can say about that is uh, John John Lasseter is, like, more or less responsible for some really good Pixar movies, right? Yeah. And uh, and he was in Pixar forever. And uh, I think, frankly, this just goes to show that the one person is not a movie, right? Like... Right,
1: you this need is a team. Just, this you need is not a group. up to par right. with it's, anything. It's incredibly rare for one person to be the absolute thing right. for a, right. the success of something. But yeah,
0: especially for like an animated movie, yeah, right? Where you're making it hard. for years. I mean, what do you got to have? Hundreds of people doing it, you yeah. know, kind of thing. Whatever. Anyway, like um, you know, all the Pixar movies have the movie babies because that's how long, oh, yeah. right? You know, these take and yeah. whatever. Anyway, um, so, you know, I like the movie, and I'm not going to go uh, on too much before I get my rating. I like the movie, but here's my weird thing about this is um, it is very, I think, different from Pixar movies, and maybe that's on purpose, specifically in the sense that while Pixar movies are still for kids yeah in in whatever broader sense right pixar's whole gimmick has always been that they really want to actually be for everyone right and not just for kids and you know that it it's fine either way right it's okay for some things to be for kids and i mean some things are you know, whatever, like Nickelodeon channel where your parents are not going to watch these with you because they're four kids. Right. But this movie was really like four younger audiences in a way that I was not expecting. Right. From all the hype and the hey, it's John Lasseter of Pixar and all the stuff. And even like some of the trailers, really, uh, I I thought what we were going for was, you know, in the same realm as Pixar and it's just not. It's yeah. it's just uh, you know you gotta be a younger kid really to get very much out of it. I thought because uh, it it's very everything is very simple, and <laughs> and everything is like um, you know it's not gonna do it for you. It's yeah. not gonna do anything for you if you're even. <laughs> You know, twelve,
1: right? This is where it, I come in and I'm like, I gave it a nine. Right. What the hell's the matter with me? No, it could still get no, a I nine. I, I right. It, yeah. Like well, uh, this is the greatest thing like I've ever said, seen. You're like, what thing, kind of moron adult I, would like this? I'm it's, like right here. Well, but
0: you know, now we'll get into a whole other conversation, right? No, because I, I, uh I, I things it. that are only for nine year olds right. that I could say no adult <laughs> would ever like this, yeah. yeah, that could still be a nine, right? That, right. But <laughs> still a legitimate thing yeah, to be, right? Damn right. Um, But uh, all that, you know, said, I gave it a six and a half because I I really, really kind of thought that it was just kind of weak on the story. Yeah. And even if I try to look at it as just something that's for younger kids. Right. um, There is a lot of stuff out there that isn't this watered down and doesn't make everything just kind of like a sight gag yeah. and doesn't take all the emotional stuff and, you know, do it in like the most simplistic way as though, you know, it. there are parts in this movie where it comes very close to like talking down to kids yeah. and it doesn't quite, I think. But there were some times in it where I was like, and wait a minute! Like, what road are we on here? Right. And you know, but I mean, there's some <laughs> there's some fun in it. The you know the character, the cat's cool. The characters are cool. Yeah. But I think you really are forced into the box of only looking at it as just for younger kids, right.
1: and it doesn't quite do it. Yeah. Even then. Yeah. So, that's my rating anyway in in a weird way there's like two films here for me even though I'm looking at it as an adult and I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said there um I I thought I thought the movie became something entirely different the moment she went into the land of luck um and that sounds really obvious but what I mean by that is they go they go to such They go to such interesting quick extents to establish her as the character she is. And I thought I understood who she was pretty quick into the film. Not even doing heavy lifting. Like I think they did really well. Not just painting with broad strokes but some fine brush strokes through. Like I got her. And I understood her motivations and I understood what she was trying to do. The mistake the film made for me, which isn't like a mistake mistake. It's just they make her so unlucky repetitively and all the time that she's not just unlucky, she's cursed. Right. Like the person who ages out of a youth home, gets their apartment, has their job, and comes into the day with all the mishaps she has in three minutes. Right. Doesn't get on a bike and get into traffic. Right. That person puts a bubble suit on and Mm. sticks to the wall and keeps their head up because there's a piano coming at any minute. The comedic effect, again, I'm not taking it too seriously, is, you know, it's a cartoon and this is what we're supposed to do. Her whole day isn't that bad. But it it certainly seems like one of the foster homes she went to, she just turned on a light switch and the house caught fire. Like, that's how unlucky she is. When she's in the world of luck, it it picks up in a different way and there's a different feeling to the film. And I liked the caper film. I liked that very much, even though it stumbles at times. I wound up giving it the same thing you did. I gave it a six and a half. I I thought it didn't quite nail everything it was trying to do, but it was coming close enough to doing it. Like if if it were a video game and you only had to do like 80% to get to the next level, it did that. It never got all the hidden gold and you didn't find all the stars and it didn't accomplish everything, but it did enough to move everything along and... Her character, the cat. I mean, Jane Fonda as the dragon was a little distracting, but it was kind of okay. I mean, there's certain voice actors who suddenly are like, "Oh God, right here we go. Now we got to do this." I'm thankful (laughs) Taika Waititi wasn't in this because it would have just gone. He he was either going to be, you know, the unicorn or the cat, and it just would have been the Taika show again. You know, it's it's got a lot of fun stuff that I thought it tried to do, for the most part. A couple of the distractions were it just seemed to be so involved with the Rube Goldbergness of luck, right, right? Than it was about the narrative of things. Like you put up a story that is some of the best of Pixar's kind of work or Lassiter's work that he's overseen or done himself, and it the graphics are there and it's a supplemental thing. It's not a dominant thing here for like fifteen or twenty minutes at a time even without a caper happening and you have to watch things happen, you're just like, I'm watching swirling things and I'm watching elevators come out of nowhere and everybody steps perfectly. And it's funny. One of the small gripes that I have about the film is that it's just inconsistent. I get that you're more lucky in the land of luck potentially, or there's the possibility for luck there. But suddenly she's just like stepping onto things without having any penny. And I'm like, you wouldn't do that. Like, you know yourself already. You just <clears throat> wouldn't take these chances. Right. And, but they need to get her from the 50th floor to the third. Then, you know, anyway, blah, blah, blah. It, it's fun. It's it's okay. I went in with real low expectations. Right. Wasn't really disappointed. Just a little like, mm, you guys can do better than this. Yeah. There's
0: a lot of it, too, when she gets to the land of luck. First of all, you know, I was trying not to analyze things too much. Right. right? Just because, sit back for it. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh... Why would I do that? But uh, I thought it was a little weird. And actually, uh, I think my kid might have mentioned this to me like while we're watching it. Right. Um, The the cats have to take the pennies to the real world to still have their luck because they have the super luck in the luck world. But if they go to the real world, they don't. Right. The, how come she's not super lucky in the luck world? Because she has, she's cursed in the real world. Right. And why, why don't we go, why didn't that switch back or, right. you know, whatever, I don't know. But we get to the luck world and it's got all the like elevators and the crazy ways of transporting yourself. And it's all, yeah. you know, things whizzing by and whatever. And I'm watching that thing and, you know, it looks pretty cool. It looks great. And it's... It's its own little like fun where people are like having a conversation. They don't even look and they just step onto the platform and look, there it is. Yeah, right. You know, and all this stuff. And then, and it was, uh, you know, it was a little bit like uh, I can't, I'm spacing on the name there, but the, you know, the Robin Williams uh, robot animated movie. Uh, oh, yeah man, I can't, I can't remember yeah, yeah, the name, yeah. but it's like all the same sort of stuff happens. Right. You know, we launch the, the balls really far and yeah. they get caught by the, yep. you know, whatever. And yeah, and I'm watching that and I'm like, I mean, you know, when you're five, sure. Like it's a blast. This
1: is, this is, this it. is
0: going to be great. Yeah. Right. And so it was, there was a lot of that stuff where it was like, uh, you know, the things that happen between her and the cat, it's, uh, it's all like interesting and there's something there, but it is all put out like, you know, for you, like you're six or seven or something like that. And this is how we're going to talk to our audience. I don't know. There were, there, there are a couple of like fun things. Like it's not horrible, right? Like we didn't rate it or whatever. Right. Um, it's pretty good. You just really have to have it for the right age group. Um, or, you know, you're really not getting anything out yeah. of it. And uh and as much as as much as I said it's like not for everyone and it's not for adults, right? Like, um, this is a kind of movie where you'll age out like real fast and Very want quick. nothing to do with it, right? Yeah. Um and then maybe when you're an adult, you come back and you can get a sure. little something out a of it or more. something. But but this is I, I feel like this is almost uh trying to alienate like 12, 13, Mm. 14, like they would, they rip this up, finish it. Right. I mean, it's like uh, trying to get them to watch Barney or, or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Right. Um, but there are like some fun moments. There's uh, a lot of the very beginning, I think is good before they get there. And then, you know, there are some fun things like, uh, she goes down to the bad luck place. Yeah. And it's like, no one can stop her because they're in the bad luck and they just keep getting bonked. Right. You know, whatever. (laughs) And then, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the sequel where it's a whole movie of being in the bad luck place and just watching all the unlucky nonsense. But anyway, yes, I I feel like you're right. Like they just went too far with her and it would have been better without. Yeah, I mean, she could have just been normal, kind of unlucky. Right. Not like. Uh, You know, like you said, she's like, like she's got to walk around in a bubble because every bad thing, you know, and it's funny because she does the thing where she's dropping the bread, you know, to get the jelly side down. And I'm like, you know, the bread falling and landing jelly side down, right? That's sort of normal. Right. All the other shit that happened in your apartment in the last two <laughs> minutes <laughs> is like, how did you ever leave the house? Right. right? Yeah. Right. It's it's just uh, and
1: I I mean obviously it's done to the hyperkinetic you know amusement of like you said the six year old right, and, and right. I get it but also Shrek didn't have these problems but also come on you know I mean, you make <laughs> yeah. the film for both of us and and maybe quite honestly maybe this film I mean you had the experience of watching it with your with your daughter It's just older than I would have thought to be the target audience for the film. Maybe if yeah. you have a little kid that you're watching this with, you get more from it because they're gleefully entertained. Right. You know, instead of sitting there like I did, thinking critically thinking of it for it. a podcast, right, right, you know, right. and I'm like, that's not what Lasseter is trying right, to do. Right. But they, hey, here we are. But it is. But it's, uh, it's fun, you know. It It, it is. <laughs> I feel like it
0: is slightly deceptive marketing, almost, because it it doesn't, it's yeah. not trying to tell me that that's what it is. Right. I think anyway. Right. Uh, all right. So there's that one. All right. Bullet Train. So, um, uh, <laughs> you know, Bullet Train is a weird movie because I really expected it to be on streaming. Right. Yeah. It seems it, streaming.
1: Right. For sure.
0: Um. So Bullet Train, I, I assume pretty much everyone knows what it is. I feel like, this is a movie where, you know, because we try to talk sometimes, uh, when we happen to think of it about the trailers. I feel like yeah. this movie is uh I could see people having both reactions to the trailer. I could see people going, seeing the movie and going, that is not at all what I expected from the trailer. Right. And another group of people going, No, that's exactly the movie of the trailer, right? right? Because it's I think it is very different. Uh, I think the trailers that I've seen anyway, and I've seen a few trailers for this, um, because they were actually marketing it fairly well yeah. for the fact that it's not really quite a big blockbuster. And it's got Brad Pitt and uh, what's his name? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yep. Um but it's and and it's got other people too. It's got like Michael Shannon, and, oh sure. Uh, I mean it's it's actually got some names in it, yeah, but also it's not quite about the names in right. it <laughs> right <laughs> and stuff. Um, but I have seen like a fair amount of marketing for it and and I, you know, I don't know it's it's a weird thing because I didn't think I didn't get the movie I expected uh i got maybe the movie i expected at, and then like three more levels <laughs> yeah like it's yeah. it's it's on uh i kind of expected this was uh the exact kind of weird you know I don't even know it's practically like Keystone cops itself right, right. uh since we were just <clears throat> happened to mention them, but it's I thought it was gonna be some kind of like screwball thing, all these people are on the train and uh, and they're all gonna connect and no one's going to get what they want out of it and right. you know all this stuff, but this is like on another level like for sure <laughs> and and then on another level from there too, because this is like insanity right like this movie. And uh, w- when we walked out of the movie, you know, Cannonball Run happened to come up. Yeah. In talking about it. And uh, and and I think that's like uh, a really good thing to connect this to yeah. uh, for me. Because this is like updated, you know, something in that genre. Yeah. Like, not that Cannonball Run can quite have a genre, except that it kind of does. Well, we
1: both agreed, too, that obviously Cannonball Run is way better than this movie well yes um i think so i think uh almost
0: completely just because cannonball run does not at any point take itself seriously and this movie does right but this movie also has a lot of time where it doesn't take itself at all seriously and for me man you can't do both uh Right, I mean, you, you got to pick. You can and pick y- y- one or y- the other, right. and if you want to be Cannonball Run, and you go, go. "Look, man, we're right. Cannonball Run," right, then your movie can be really good, and you yeah. can go, "Look, it's uh, it's right. just a we're Cannonball, it, it's just a goofy thing, right? Yeah, this movie uh, is at times almost goofier than Cannonball Run, but yeah. it it can't manage that, right. but right. <laughs> but yeah." But there are times in this movie where it's just full on goofy. It's yeah. like a Looney Tunes uh, cartoon, yeah. you know, come to life. Um, especially some of the times where, oddly enough, when Brad Pitt is forced into close quarters with the <laughs> other people, right? Uh, then all of a sudden, you know, Looney Tunes is on. Yeah, it's It's, right. it's goofball, right? um but there's also times where it's really trying to be fairly serious yeah and you're like well what the hell are you talking about like <laughs> you know you got your hamlet in my cannonball rug right. and it's like right. what are you talking about anyway um but like i said before we go on forever um i i actually uh very surprising to me um there are parts of this movie that I kind of can't stand, especially because at times it gets boring, and there's no greater, you know, kiss right. of death for right. a movie like this than to ever be boring. Um, but I still find my, found myself like really enjoying oh the hell out of some of it. I yeah. gave it a seven. I, yep, I, that's what I, I liked you. it. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of it that I liked. And it was, I think, going with the goofiness enough. That it never, you know, completely pushed me out. If there had been like two more scenes where someone was serious about something, I'd have probably given this a three. Yeah. Like then right. the whole thing would have just been ruined. For it me was uneven. Completely, yeah, Completely. Right. right. Um, but it didn't quite there, you know, there still was too much. Um, so, uh, all right. I've already given my rating, but the story is, uh, Brad Pitt is, uh, more or less an assassin and one who is coming back to work after having, you know, I don't know, found quasi religion right. or whatever. And he's, uh, you know, trying to reinvent himself therapy, and stuff. You know? yeah. And he's very therapeutic. And about everything. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He went on a mountain and studied Buddha or something and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And yet he still <laughs> is right. like, yeah, put me to work. Right. Um, and he's got a job, which is just uh, a snatch and grab. It's simple. Get so the it's not being an assassin. So maybe that's a good uh, right. kicking off point to Ease get him back, get into, back into things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and he has to get on this train. And it turns out that, you know, all hell's breaking loose on this train. And it all connects to some Russian who took over the Japanese mob. Right. Yep. Or whatever, and we have to see flashbacks of this story all over the place, right? Right, right. and uh, so it's uh, you know some uh, someone's kid who's close to this guy is was being held <laughs> hostage, and yeah. there was ransom paid, yeah. And it's on the train, and there's other killers on the train, and and they're supposed to be bringing the kid back right. uh, and protecting him and they got the ransom cuz it's like 10 million cuz they went in and right. slaughtered the people who <laughs>
1: had oh, yeah, kidnapped right. him yeah. or
0: whatever and then there's this young girl in the mix yep. who is uh trying to be like the you know the grand orchestrator of schemes yeah. and stuff and right. she's got you know her fingers in this too and it's just <laughs> back and forth all over this train and and you know i don't know all roads lead to this train and we're all here and everyone's gonna get killed and it's you know hilarity and and then right yeah and so that's the basic story so but i won't get uh any more into it but that's like kind of the basic rundown and as we said you're on a train but it's a bullet train uh in in japan so there is, uh, you know, we we get some comedic effect out of the fact that uh, this train cares nothing about nothing except you know the doors open for exactly right. a minute at yeah. other place, and We're then gonna, you're yeah. stuck, and then you're you're really stuck then you're because in. this is not the Wild yeah. West where you can jump off right. the train that's going right. like 16 miles an hour, right? right. It's yeah, this like, thing's over 200. Like, <laughs> like it's you're the bullet train, you're done, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then everybody is. You know, trying to screw over everybody else and everyone's trying to kill everyone and most of the people don't even know who each other are, but they're all after each other anyway, and you know, whatever. So anyway, that's uh that's me.
1: I was I was telling you when we walked out, you know, the pictures from Sony, and I don't always notice this stuff, but I thought, you know, maybe twenty minutes in it should have just been acme, you know, like the old Wiley coyote (laughs) cartoons. There isn't anything so egregious as like rots you know there aren't rockets that explode in people's faces there aren't pianos that fall out of anywhere but it's very it's a very slapstick type of action film that you could and just making up a scene so if there's a if there's a big kung fu fist fight after we've disarmed the guns from each other and somebody. I don't know, cut somebody's favorite jacket. There's a pause and they're like, bro, not cool. Right? Like it's almost written in the way that people used to make fun of Keanu Reeves, you know, movies were written before John Wick changed everything. And strangely, the director of this, uh, David Leach, he's, he was uncredited. He co-directed John Wick. He did Atomic Blonde. Like he's been doing some things that I thought, now that I remember him and I see the style, I thought the film was very stylistic. I thought it looked yeah. great. And yeah. it looked great almost every single second. But it it doesn't do great things every single second. In fact, I gave it a little bit lower than you. I gave it a six and a half. And though I had fun with it, I felt like if if we were if we were in a target audience, you know, if we were a screening audience, and I mean they don't really do this kind of stuff, but if we had like a little red flag in our hand <laughs> and, you know, You imagine in the old days people when they would screen films for audiences, maybe they'd stand behind them and they'd be making notes or somebody, some clerical person, some secretarial assistant would be making notes. I felt that at too many given points, if I were instructed to raise my hand with the red flag when I started to think I was getting bored, not quite bored, but (laughs) getting there, I would have raised that flag frequently. Yeah. Now... It doesn't mean that I did get bored. It just what I'm trying to say is I was on the cusp of getting bored. I was on the cusp of if I were streaming this at home, I would have been reaching for my phone and then something happened to kind of bring it back in. I don't think the pacing is very good in the film, but when it's when it's fast paced, it's very effective. Now the the real hard thing that Jan DuBont did, you know, back in the nineties with speed was he basically just said, we're going to go high octane the whole thing. There's only a few filmmakers that can really do that. Like, James Cameron can take you for 45 minutes at just a crazy speed and then give you a breather and then pick it up again. This film is the kind of film that I think needs that. Instead, the unevenness of things, mostly the characters that I liked were the easy characters. Like, I, I told you when we walked out, I haven't seen Aaron Taylor Johnson be this good. And I mean, he's really just sort of in a ham up film. Like he's just really sort of being this guy. I loved his character and I loved his, I loved his relationship with his partner. Right. I I like Brad Pitt in just about everything. He's an easy sell for me because I think his charisma often carries over things. And most of the other characters in here, I was, I was surprised to see on some level, which made me think of the cannonball run. Cause really it's a cameo film. You know, it's, it is a race, but this is a, this is a bit of a heist film, but it's really just people popping up. You know, Channing Tatum popping up. I was like, oh, wow, well, okay. Right, you know, right. it's going to be that film. You know, and there are a bunch of people that do make appearances. I found, I found a couple easy gripes, which is one of the characters I didn't like at all. I yeah. didn't like. I didn't like what uh, Joey. Um, Joey King and she played the young woman on the yeah, train. The young girl. And, no. And I, I don't think I, I that, can stand. I don't her. think that she's necessarily like awful. I just don't like that version of this character. I thought that at any given moment, and it's funny to think of the comparison here to fix it. At any given moment, I thought the film suffered in not using the space very well. There's a couple moments when Brad Pitt is fighting somebody, especially Aaron Taylor Johnson. When they're interrupted by the um, concession girl. Right. And that's a great use of the space. But overall, I thought the use of the space on this train was confusing or absent. The solution to that is like, I wanted to feel like I did when I saw nobody and Bob Odenkirk is on that bus. Right. I felt the confinement of that bus. Yeah, yeah. There's so many times during this movie <clears throat> where I was looking at what was happening and just along for the ride, like really don't think about it too much. And I don't think it wants you to think about it too much. I had no idea where anybody or anything was on this train. Like one car away from another, I have no idea if somebody's in the front or the back or where things are laid out. And it got me thinking as a movie fan, dumb movie thoughts like, well, what's your favorite train movie? And I'm like, I don't know, is it... Is it Under Siege 2? I'm like, okay, good. Go with that. I know where Eric Bogosian is and Steven Seagal is on that train at almost all times. You know, Train to Busan, Snowpiercer. Like, I kind of get those films that use the space well. This was just, let's fight in the next box and we'll make that this or that. It just, there were so many small things like that that eventually would wear me down and I'm like, I think I'm getting bored. Right. And then something fun would happen because they realized Brad Pitt hasn't been on screen long enough or Aaron Johnson needs a new scene or <sighs> now we introduce a new cameo and I'm like, oh, okay. It's doing it, but it, it really was for me with all the little, and I'm stopping all the nitpicky stuff because I want to hear what you have to say too. Um, it was more disappointing than I thought this film and the trailer that I saw for it would be i didn't have any illusion that this was going to be like an eight or a nine i'm now always surprised that i think that way because i went into fury road you know thinking this is just going to be fun and it was like the best film i'd seen right that year so i'm aware that things can surprise me but it is this didn't do the stuff i thought it was supposed to do or should have done and the things that it did do well it just didn't do them consecutively uh right. consistently excuse right, me right. so that's where i am yeah
0: yeah i think so i agree with you on the on the girl i hated her i mean um, just all the time too not, Yeah. not just one I hated time. every scene she was in yeah and i think i'm a little bit split um and this is uh, uh, this is you know from a Book like the yeah. This is based on a book. Yeah, I mean, there's like source material, right? right. So it's like, um, what the character is exactly like, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the book. So yeah, you know, so maybe it's like they did the character exactly the way it is in the book, and it's like, well, I mean, that she was great. This is what you do, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know, but I. I think I'm kind of split with the character should have been a little bit different mm-hmm. and I didn't like her. Right. I didn't like her, uh, her spin on delivering this character. And I, and I thought part of the thing that really got to me, it was, it was almost weird because it was like the mo- movie eventually started mocking me about it. Right. Because there's this part where the one the one brother, yeah, right. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson has his twin, tangerine, and they're lemon. like the thing, yeah. And you know, speaking of uh, Neil Gaiman, it, you know, they reminded me oh, of, yeah, um, of Azar- Crowley and Azarill. Yeah yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah of good omens, yeah, they do uh, it actually. Um, anyway, so uh, I I kind of got to this part in the movie, right? There's where he's talking to her and he doesn't know who she is. He's trying to figure out if she's a good guy or bad guy. And he has the Thomas, the tank engine way of understanding people. And he just can read people and all this stuff. And she starts totally putting on this act. Yeah. And he's like, wow, that's, that's really good. And he knows that she's full of crap at this point. And he's like, wow, I don't know. And I'm like, no, she's not. Right. Right. That <laughs> wasn't believable at she's all. She's not doing that yeah. at all, believable. Right. And she never did. Right. Like for the whole movie. When she's putting on like her little girl act, and she doesn't do it that much, but right. when it's she's. a go, couple times. Oh, the scary man. Right. You know, he whatever. going to hurt me. She sucks at doing that. <laughs> At every point in the movie. And like, yeah. I mean, it's distracting. And yeah. then when you have the movie, try to highlight it. Right. And have him go, wow, you know, you're really good. You, you've trained in acting. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, come on <laughs> now. Right. Now it's on. Yeah, right. Like right. now, <laughs> now you're just making fun of me. Right. For, you know, like the movie is going, maybe people won't think she's that good. Well, let's, tell, let's them tell them she's that good. she is. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, nah, right. come on. No. Uh, I couldn't stand any point that she was in the movie. Um, and especially when we first see her. Uh, and, you know, like I said, this is a book, so whatever. Right. When we first meet her with the original guy yep. who is only on the train right. because he's going to kill her. right? Um, which... That story, that part of the introduction thing could have been very interesting and it was just left laying there. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I'm like, what? Because because that's cool. Right. Right. Because now she's like really a sociopathic mastermind. Right. And and that could have been interesting. And we just we just left it like as though, you know, we just put words up on the screen right. and, and said what happened. And it was like, oh, that's horrible. But um at that point, the movie really kind of lost me because it's seriousness happening, right? Which, like I s we said, it should either be doing serious mm-hmm. or it shouldn't be doing serious. And if it's doing serious, then I'm going to to analyze the shit you're doing. Right. And I don't believe he doesn't have someone guarding his kid in the first place. And I don't believe that he doesn't just cap her right there. Right. Like just for the, just for the fun, like I'm done. Right. I'm like, not getting paid by the hour here anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I liked all of the, and you know, this should have been a way better movie because yeah. we're talking about it as though it's just not a good movie, but it's, it's not as that good. And it sh- really should have been better. This yeah. should have been, and could have been, in different hands. I think this could have been a movie that I think you know people would be talking about the way we're talking about Cannonball Run. Right? It didn't need to. It it doesn't at all need to be that goofy. Right. Right. But this could have been a movie that you know, twenty years from now, people would be talking about Bullet Train. Like, you know, this could have put all these things together. In a way better way than it does. Yeah. Even though a lot of it does, I think really work. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like I said, I had fun with it. You know, I had it's, fun with it's, it. It's, it was uh, still, it it's. I think it's still seven worthy. Yeah. It's just that this
1: really should have been nine. Oh yeah. I, and what better? You know, you get this script and you're thinking, who do we get today to do it? You know, because we have to use who's making things today and makes things look like today. So you don't get John Woo because he's been out of this game, the Hollywood game, right. for 20 years. Well, John Wick is hot, and Deadpool is pretty good, right. and we want to get a bunch of people. And if you tell somebody, I'm going to get the guy that was, you know, co-responsible for John Wick and fully responsible for Deadpool outside of Ryan Reynolds, you got to make sure that that's not, you know, the mistake that you're right, making right. in that conversation. I, I think the... I think that David Leach has shown he knows how to do a film like this. I don't know that I'm actually putting so much on him, although some of the pacing stuff is certainly for him and the editor's stuff. I just think maybe the adaptation of the book was not as good as it should have been. Yeah. That maybe the book is, and I've never read it, I, I've heard of it. Um, it's it's always been in relation to this film that I've heard of it, really. Um, but maybe, maybe what it really just comes down to is you know, bad summarization of characters that were really done well in the book. You should have trimmed two more of them, right? One less side plot, eighteen less flashbacks. That's another problem I had with the film. Oh, yeah. There's just so yeah. many flashbacks. I did appreciate that the film starts basically with Brad Pitt getting on the train. You know, like, hey, we're not gonna goof around. You don't have to see me wake up and train right, right, or right. go to a therapy session, which actually would have been very understandable for this kind of film for his character. Because so often he's in a fight with someone he's like, man, you're I've been learning in therapy, you have got a lot of pent up aggression, and they're looking at him like, "Is this a fight? Like, what are <laughs> right. you talking to me?" It, it, I just think that maybe somewhere in that translation Leach did the thing that was on the paper but could only do so much, and i I don't mean to totally absolve him and throw the writers in because for all I know, maybe leech maybe leach was one of the writers, um, but that's how it felt to me, yeah, so.
0: Yeah, and especially uh, as the movie goes on, it's really hard to put your finger on what exactly is happening, right? Because this seems like one of those cases where, you know, we talk about this a lot. When there's an adaptation happening, it's like, if this is exactly how it is in the book, then you have to change it for the movie. And if you change this for the movie you know, if you change this other part for the movie yeah. and that's not how it is in the book, then you're an idiot. Then What are because you doing? You did this completely right. wrong, Right. <laughs> but other parts, you know, it's like, if this is what happened in the book, maybe that works in a book, but yeah. you got to know that you have to do things differently in yeah. the movie because there's a lot of it, you know, especially with the girl. Like I just, uh, every time yeah. she was on, on screen, it was, it was awful. But you know, uh, going back to what you said just for a second there there is really a weird lack of just kind of thinking about being on the train yeah you know um and especially when you're talking about like the twins right right because they're in a constant state of searching oh yeah they should be they're trying to find their case they're trying to figure out who has their case it's got to be on the train somewhere right they know some guy, you know, whatever, they, yep. and whatever. They're in a constant state of searching in this train, and you know, like you said, the movie never gives us anything really about what that means, right? right. Like it, it almost feels like there's maybe three trains on this car. Yeah, some, that's that's uh, what I was gonna on, say. It, <laughs> it's bigger than two, but three it doesn't cars feel on like, this train. It doesn't feel like there's more than but. That. Uh, But it's not right, Right. and and they never really, you know. There's there's one car, and then there's the car with the little kids, and then there's another car, and that that could be as big as the train is. We see the train as far as the movie, right? right? And there's parts where, you know, they start going all right. You you search this way, way and I'll I'll search this way, right? And. And they do, they just don't effectively give you this train because you know mm-hmm. you could be five hundred yards from your case right. on right. this train. I mean, it goes right. for flipping this is enormous, ever, right? right? It's huge, right? And and yeah, it is weird. Like they should have some part. You know, at one point we get to like the baggage car, or we get to like this right. weird lounge car where where he's killed someone and left him in there, and apparently no one else ever went in that. Nobody car came for through hours right. and hours right. like. Nobody walks around it and whatever. And yeah. then there's a quiet car, apparently. Where no, yeah, right. Everyone has right. to be quiet. That's funny. And, you know, whatever. But there is a a weird loss of something that there's all these people. Yeah. And yet the movie doesn't really try to, you know,
1: give you something about... I mean, how can they all be hiding from each other? Right, because- <laughs> right. And there should be a sense of importance, like you said. Like, the train, they all know to get off at a certain stop, and they know when that stop is coming because it's a bullet train, and it's going to make that stop. And, you know, if I'm on a bullet train the way that it shows the image of it zooming through some stations, you and I, I'm like, we got a little bit of time crunch here. Let's let's start moving up this train. Like, right, we got to right. move. There's no sense of importance. It's like... We only got two cars. Well, we'll check it in ten minutes. Let me right. finish my bagel or you know, whatever dumb thing that they're trying to do instead of really getting into it because it's just a lost space. It's right. just like a MacGuffin of things like, Well, we'll find the case when I need you to find it. Right. Yeah. Uh but I, I do have to say, so it there's
0: a lot of fun in it. There's a lot of the slapstick fun. A lot of stuff goes on way too long. All the flashbacks, yeah, uh, the flashbacks should be like half as long. Yeah. No matter what we're flashing back to, it should be half as long. Yeah. And when we when we go back to this originating story of, of this Russian who's going to show yeah. up at the end and everything, uh, you know, we go and watch the same thing over and over. Right. Like, you know, I showed you this 40 minutes ago, but yeah. you don't remember. remember it. Yeah. I'm going to make you watch yeah. this exact part again. And all of that is way too much. Yeah, And they have some flashback things where, you know, like there's the one part where it's like the water bottle.
1: Yeah, And we watched right. the
0: water bottle's right. entire journey. And I'm like, man, that's Cannonball Run. Yeah, And you got to be in a movie that is... Really, a lot harder being Cannonball Run <laughs> than this in one. order yeah. to have this part. Yeah, because in this movie, it's not even funny. Right. If you right. if you heard about that scene, right, it's funnier than the scene actually is in the movie yeah. because it just doesn't <laughs> it, just it just doesn't, doesn't fit in yeah. the movie. But whenever uh, whenever you got characters that actually come into the the best thing for me is when whenever they actually meet up. Yeah. Whenever any of these characters, all of whom are just searching wildly for the others and don't know who they're looking for or who any of them are, it takes a while before like Aaron Taylor Johnson even knows what Brad Pitt looks like or, or who he is specifically and all this stuff. Yep. But all of the times when the characters meet up, I thought the movie was really great. That's when it's at its best, for sure. Not counting the girl necessarily. Right. But yeah um and all of the twins i like i've every them. single I'd thing i watch their spinoff movie, all the time right yep. that, that should be the them. new
1: hobbs and shaw <laughs> bullet was... train colon tangerine and lemon i'm in <laughs> right. i'm in so all of they were all great.
0: of that was really cool but it's uh it, you know if you just don't think about it too much and and brian like, tyree let, and henry be is just is. so
1: good at And a lot of things. And this is just showing most of them. Right. Like, he's just got such great timing. He's really doing a lot of emoting. He's really having a blast. He was was doing, like, some great, like, just deadpan. Yeah, yeah. He he was just... Because it's... I mean, how hard that was... He's just, like, being the straight man. I mean, I know we got to get out of here, but I would actually want to see this Blu-ray for one reason. I want to see the outtakes and I want to see if Aaron Taylor Johnson cracked him up. I want to see right. if he could break him. Because <laughs> right. he looked like sometimes he was just going so hard with that mustache and that accent. And but Tyree Henry's a you know yep. he's a stud, man. He's just like you ain't gonna get me. Right. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's see. They they were great. Yeah, that was perfect. That was a wonderful and, part. And
0: um and and you know all of the parts where um Brad Pitt is without going too far with it, there were a couple times where we mm-hmm. went too far with it, but all the parts where he is really letting this character and his whole weird baggage that he's bringing into this job. Yeah. Uh, effectively do something and be part of it. All of those I thought were really good and yeah. they're all weirdly cheesy things that could go wrong right. and, and, brad pitt
1: actually he's he's so skilled enough to do it and it would have been easy to just become like an echo of gross point blank for example you know where you have an assassin who's been going through therapy sessions i mean that's that's the high bar for it you know you want to have that if that's what you're doing and that's the other thing look we really are i mean i can't imagine coming up with more stuff but the film also felt kind of derivative you know, I felt like yeah. it was taking little things like in a way it's the Friday Night Lights of this genre where all of these other films have done this. Smoking Aces, Lucky Number Slevin, uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, uh, Gross Point Blank. Like there's just so many things that it seems to pick from and not improve on it is, any of them. Yeah, it is kind of like an, just
0: an amalgam of yeah. parts of Better other stuff. things and Better then stick them films. together. Yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway, but, but it, it, like you said, it was fun.
0: Yeah, it fun is enough. fun, and uh, you know, I would even go so far as to say, you know, go see this in the theater yeah, because it's, it. gonna be the, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the last thing for a right. while, and you might right. as well. But it's kind of worth it in the theater. It's like big and it's noisy yeah. and it's action and it's yeah. you know, I think it's worth. Uh, seeing it in the theater yeah. and I just want to say uh, before we get out of here you know like you I had very little hopes for this and yeah. it, and it really kind of won me over I yeah. thought at you know at best this was gonna be like five, five or six yeah maybe if it got really lucky seven right and right. you know it got really lucky and, yeah but it, it is a lot of fun and yeah. and check it out yeah all right uh that's all we got for today <laughs> thanks for tuning in right. and uh, we'll see you next yeah. week bye Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The You screening podcast is brought to you by ruscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to ruscreening.podbean.com or ruscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord.